Good Morning Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Kick out the chairs, brothers and News Radio 92.3, informative local cold. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pence Cola Morning News. By the way, that cold is going to get much worse over the next couple of days. What we're going to have is, uh, you know, the, the high today, it's actually going to be nice. It's going to be like in the uh, 60s today, but you know, that's, that's deceptive. 65 for high today. Tomorrow, the low will be 37 overnight, so not freezing tomorrow. At least, you know, eh, maybe toward like the northern, like towards the Alabama border, maybe. Uh, in that vicinity, because like from tonight over into tomorrow morning to our north and west is where we already have like a winter storm warning going on from tonight until tomorrow morning. Uh, but that's like, you know, western Alabama and then into Mississippi uh, for us. Not so much. But uh, Tuesday is going to be high of 44. So that's um, maybe that's actually your winter coat weather. <laughs> I don't know. It's you know I forget what we're supposed to wear any, anymore these days. Uh, but it's an overnight from Tuesday into Wednesday is the bad one. Twenty five for a low overnight. Hard freeze. That's uh, wrap your pipes, bring your pets inside, put stuff over your plants. People outside of the you know not in the outside um, because you know drip your water. That's that's something uh, that people like. I was I've lived in the Midwest my whole life, and well, I mean, I lived on the West Coast for a while. I lived in Arizona and Oregon, but um, I'm a Midwestern kid, so you know. Living through cold is no big deal for me. I am was, at least at one time, used to it. When we moved here, and I I kind of thought it was a prank. Like, it was <laughs> like, this. You're, what do you mean, drip your pipes? What are you talking about? Pipes don't freeze inside a house. Are you high? You know, and then, like, well, because it's warm here, we don't bury our pipes very deep in the ground, so we have to drip them to keep, shut up, stop it. I mean, you know I'm, no, really? Yes, really. <laughs> so, you know, wrap the outside one, you know, in the insulation. If you if you have those, those are good to have. Uh, and if you don't have that, a little bit of a drip. little bit of a drip. Um, so, or, or, you know, you can shut off the water to the outside ones if you have that kind of a control in your house. But anyway, 25 degrees overnight into Wednesday. And then it's going to get up to 47, and then it's going to get back down to right near freezing Thursday morning. Uh, so I'm sure the cold weather shelters are going to be open all this week. And then, um, you know, it's it's all going to be fine again after that until Saturday and Sunday when it's going to be freezing again overnight. So this week is going to be the bad week for temperatures. Um, we had a strange, problematic, concerning situation take place uh, over in um, CENTCOM. This is uh, two Navy SEALs, two Navy SEALs off the coast of Somalia, they were boarding a vessel, climbing on board and the off of the um, Gulf of Aden, and uh, the the seas were so high, you know, the weather was so bad that one of them got basically either swept away or fell off, and the other one jumped in after him, and we haven't seen them since. 
So we really don't know what has happened with them. The waters are fairly warm, apparently, so the possibility that they survived is certainly there. Um, but this is a very concerning situation for a couple of seals that are you know, currently missing, at least as of yesterday. And uh, obviously we will let you know more as soon as we learn anything that might be helpful in this regard. 437-1620, it's caucus night! And if you don't understand what a caucus is... Um, Instead of polling where you go in and you don't talk too much to anybody and there's no electioneering, it's the, it's the opposite of a poll in some senses because, or a primary. Because when you go to the polling place, what are the rules? You know, you're not supposed to electioneer close in. You know, you're not supposed to campaign and talk to people and try to persuade them to vote. Your the caucus is the exact opposite. They, they put you in a room and you're supposed to fight with each other. I mean, not Thunderdome style. You don't grab chainsaws and, you know, knives or anything. But you, you're supposed to argue. You're supposed to talk to people. And then after a while, they pass around a secret piece of paper. <laughs> and everybody writes their stuff down on the paper. And they count it right there in front of you. And then you get a result. And then we find out whether all of the polling that has led up to this point in our lives that has told us that Donald Trump is the massive favorite of Everybody everywhere in the Republican Party uh, has been accurate or not. And if that has been accurate, then late tonight we will find out that um, my guess, okay, would be that if Donald Trump destroys tonight and if DeSantis comes in third, as the polling would seem to suggest, uh, you might see him drop out. Because why stay in, (laughs) right? Because you're heading to New Hampshire where he hasn't invested himself. He hasn't gone to – how many counties are there in New Hampshire? Total guess, 18. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm kind of curious, though. Uh, he's gone to all 99 counties, as he has said, over and over and over again in Iowa. Uh, but he's uh, you know in New Hampshire. And then South Carolina, 10? 10 counties. So New Hampshire is the panhandle. Probably fewer mm. people than the panhandle, but okay, fine. Yep. Um, thank you, Jake. Uh, fact checker, Jake. You're welcome. And uh, quick on the researcher, Jake. But um, New H- Nikki Haley's got South Carolina coming, right? So that's going to be massive for her. I mean, you have to assume. Of course, if she can't win South Carolina against Trump, she's. I mean, that'll be it, right? Don't you think? If she can't win her home state? So we could be done in like three three states. Could be over in like three three votes. Then again, then again, if you are a uh, a wide eyed optimist, <laughs> and I am, um, maybe one or both of them actually put up a significant challenge to Donald Trump today. Maybe one or both of them wind up staying in. Maybe she wins. I mean, I don't know what happens in South Carolina, but you know, it seems likely she would win. Um, but it's entirely possible that by the end of the end of January, we have a nominee. I mean, shoot, Marco Rubio just endorsed Trump. Doug Burgum just endorsed Trump. It's kind of funny. You're listening to the ad buy at the top of the hour from in the middle of the Fox news. Doug Burgum had an ad for president. They're probably thinking, you know what we're going to do. We're going to lock in these January spots. The day of the Iowa prime, uh, the day of the Iowa caucuses, probably back in goodness. July is when he bought these. You got to figure and uh, we're going to be in good shape. 
yeah, you're not in the race anymore. <laughs> so that may not have turned out to be exactly what you're hoping for. But uh, yeah, so you know everybody's out except for and Christie just dropped out on uh, what Thursday. So, well, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's like I've said all along. Until you get actual votes on actual pieces of paper by actual people in Iowa, all of it's just guesses. And we know based on last time around that the guesses were extraordinarily off, especially considering the red wave that did not happen, except in the state of Florida. So what do I think as a, uh, you know, I mean, you ask me my order to pick. I picked DeSantis, then I picked Nikki Haley, then I picked Donald Trump. Yeah, that's my order to pick. Um, And, you know, I just, Trump drives me crazy. He just does. He always has. I endured it during the presidency because he did a lot of good things in office. I I still think so. Um, And if you ask me, like, judge on the record, I think the record was actually very good. Other than the debt, the debt was pretty bad. Um, But, you know, the personality just, I can't do it. (laughs) I just can't. So, but, you know, look, uh, that's my party. And rather than the alternative of the guy we got in office right now, that's me. Um, And I know there's a lot of people like that, but. We'll see. We'll see. 518 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, we do have one other thing that we ought to uh, at least do a uh, an occasional mention of this morning. There was some football over the weekend. I don't know if you caught any of it. But uh, the, uh, the Lions were one of the games. The Lions playing the Rams, in, which got to be one of the weirdest games ever since you had the, the the Lions, of course, traded Jared Goff for Matt Stafford a couple of years ago. Right back to Montgomery, to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit. Now, that might not seem like much, a two-yard run by Montgomery, but that was the first score in a playoff game for the Lions since, uh, I think, 2016. <laughs> So that's, you know, pretty wild to think of. Uh, they then they then went on to score another one and go up 14 to nothing. And then uh, the Rams came back and they got a touchdown. They got a um, uh, they got a 50 yard pass from Stafford to this guy, Nakua, an amazing freshman player, first rookie player. So that was in uh, the like a minute to go in the second quarter or something. Uh, I think it's actually 13 to go. Anyway, um, finishing up the half, you had the Lions with another touchdown. If my computer will cooperate. It's been a little bit sketchy this morning, my computer. It's kind of fighting me all day. It actually, it restarted on the way from home to work. So I cannot have my computer close. My laptop cannot close while I'm driving into work, apparently, is the lesson I have learned here. have to just carry it open like some... I don't know, <laughs> laptop hobo or something. Aren't you walking it's, into the Apple store like, uh, yeah. please, somebody help me. Somebody <laughs> Apple please. Store, no. God, no. Goff looking to throw. Throws back to the inside. Touchdown, Detroit, again. They're three for three. So three touchdowns in the first half, so uh, that's good. And, uh, again, like I said, my computer's just fighting me. So it's going to play its clips when it plays them. Okay, I hit the I hit the play button, then it plays when it plays it. Oh, there we go. Extra one. Anzalone's picked up. Stafford throws. It's caught. What a throw to Tutu. Out low. Bye-bye, Tutu. Touchdown, Rams. Okay, so that made it 21-17 going into the half. And if you're a Lions fan, you're like, yeah. And if you're a Rams fan, you're like, here we come. Okay? 
And in the second half, uh, the Lions got a field goal, and the Rams—I forget what they got—two field goals and failed point after, or maybe, or, uh, sorry, two field goals, or if they got a touchdown, they failed the point after. I think that's what happened because I think they they must have went for two. In any case, the Lions have the ball with a minute, uh, just under two minutes to go, and they're—I mean—they're trying to get a first down because they can win the game, right? If they're up by one and nobody's got any timeouts left, well, there's one, but it won't matter. It's not enough. There you go, computer. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let's just wait until it decides to play the clip. Come on, it's, I, I fell asleep at like seven thirty, oh, and just man. I knew this game was going to be good, oh, but yeah. I, I couldn't stay. Oh wait no, it was it. a really fun game. Uh, um, I mean, it was more fun than apparent than it sounds. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, you gotta let me, computer. You gotta let me win this one because. I was born in Detroit, in the Detroit area in Pontiac, and I lived in that area until I was nine. We moved to Chicago. And I've never much been a big Lions fan, but I'm like the Lions fan that keeps hoping, maybe. Right. And I didn't realize that it was in me until this year's playoff run when they're like, I'm like, oh, they're really good. I mean, they're not just good, like maybe good, like they have been in the past, but they were like really good. And uh, oh, it's just not going to let me have it. Mm. You, I hate you so much, computer. Um <laughs> So the Lions managed to get a first down with a minute 52 to go, and the Rams call a timeout. But that's it. I mean, if you do the math, that's it. And they do, in fact, you know, victory formation, run it out, and get the first playoff victory game, I mean, since, what, 91? 32 years? I mean, it's the 91 season, and this is in that's kind of when the playoff structure was different. And uh, so they'd lost nine in a row playoff games. In my lifetime, they've won one playoff game other than last night. And they've never won a championship in my lifetime. So it's pretty big stuff for Detroit fans. They're crying. <laughs> They're doing all this stuff. So you never know maybe. Let's just say it that way. You never know maybe. I don't want to call anything too early, but I am feeling optimistic uh, about the Lions more so than I am about the Republican caucuses. 523 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, frustrated. I'm Andrew McKay. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. It's time to gear up for success in 2024 with the latest and greatest gear at Jim's Firearms, your one-stop destination for everything firearms. Enhance your shooting experience with cutting-edge optics, illuminate your target with powerful lights and lasers, and carry with confidence using state-of-the-art holsters. They have everything you need to dominate the range. Jim's Firearms at the corner of Sorrento Road at Blue Angel Parkway or shop online at jimsfirearms.net. Gear up and make 2024 your best year on the range. 
A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on Pep Talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $10 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. W-2s and 1099s are being sent out, and scammers are posing as both employees and employers to collect Social Security and bank account information. Be wary of requests asking to change address or bank information through email alone. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio. Every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Is mama named Clay? I'm going to call him Clay. Mm-hmm. That's right. into some kid one day who's going to be like, oh man, I just discovered this really cool dude. His name is Jimi Hendrix. You ever heard of him? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> 526 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby says the U.S. has been having intense talks with Israel about lowering the intensity of its attacks in Gaza. He was on CBS's Face the Nation. Kirby said Israel has taken some steps to get there, including fewer airstrikes and pulling some troops out of combat. Uh, Today, the first official day of voting in the 2024 election cycle as uh, Iowa's caucuses get underway so far. Uh, President Trump enjoying the most support there. Another story also out of Iowa today, the uh, principal that was wounded during that school shooting a couple of weeks ago has now passed away. Uh, Perry High School principal Dan Marburger died on Sunday morning. He'd been uh, a principal at the school for almost three decades. Did you ever, you're from Iowa, right? Yes. Did you caucus? Did you ever do the caucus oh, yeah. thing? Yeah, I always did every what year. Is it, what, is, what is it like? Uh, pretty much just like voting, the exact same process. You don't argue, don't you argue with people and talk with them at the caucus site? Oh, uh, well, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> the, the kind of but, light, polite arguing that Midwesterners would engage I mean, in. Who do you like? Who do you like tonight? Eh? So uh, <laughs> I never went to the the parts where they were arguing. I just kind of went in and would you know cast a vote and go back away. But uh, but yeah, some people. Oh, got so you can av- you can avoid the uh, the argument room. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. Oh, all right. See, I'm not being from Iowa. I've never experienced it, so that's a good firsthand account. You can, you can be the shy guy and just kind of do your thing, or you can go hash it out with other people as you choose. So how long? It's how long? It, you don't have to go and stay in the area, right? You can just go and cast your vote and leave. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, more the the party diehards that would uh, <laughs> stick around. Yeah. All right, and Democrats and and Republicans caucus in separately, right? You don't go to the same facility. No, they're, they're separate facilities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is also kind of a weird one compared to you know voting in your primaries like we would do because everybody goes to the same location. 
So, uh, so it's run by the parties then, right? It's not run by it like is, a supervisor right. of elections. Right. Yeah. It's run by the parties. So Although I be- there's some oversight, I think from, okay. the, you know, some kind of semi-official or very official governmental body is making right. sure that it's all done appropriately. Right. They had certain regulations they had to meet. I don't know. I never got really far into, uh, into all the political stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, interesting, uh, process. That's it's for sure. Different. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 529 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, did you hear the news late last week? I think it was Friday when this kind of started to be rumored around that there might be a Top Gun sequel. Yes, I did see that. Reportedly, Top Gun mm-hmm. 3 is in the works. We won't have to wait another dec- two decades to <laughs> to get the next version of it. But And, and listen, as a massive fan of both movies, um, far more so of the first movie only because I've seen that one you know, I don't 50 times, 40 times. I don't know, something like that. Probably at least 30. Um, and the other one I've only seen, you know, probably like three or four. But um, so far, just give me some time. OK, um, I, you know, the the great thing about the second movie was all of the kind of the callbacks and the flying the Tomcat and, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure what the third one would be exactly. And it it makes me a little bit worried that they would try to do something, you know, cool and innovative. <laughs> I don't know if that's really also time travel. I mean, you've got to be like you got to be done with Pete Mitchell, right? I mean, Pete, there's no more movies in Pete Mitchell's career, right? I mean, he got out of you know what's its name a stand safely, and uh, you know they prevented the war, and, and it, I mean we're done, right? That's that's it. He's with Jen- Jennifer Connelly. They're on an island somewhere, running the bar in San Diego, and that's it. <laughs> but I mean, I'm definitely in. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa, kicking off the season to choose a candidate, Frigid, Iowa. Here are the daytime highs today, all below zero, with those wind chills in the negative 20 to negative 30 degree range. Fox Senior Meteorologist Janice Dean, the wind chill is brutal as registered Republicans head to the caucuses tonight. Former President Trump searching for a potential record-setting victory, blasting President Biden in the chaos at the southern border. As soon as I take the oath of office, I'll terminate every open border policy of the Biden administration and begin the largest deportation operation in American history. The battle for survival for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who many believe must beat Nikki Haley for second place behind Donald Trump. The caucuses begin at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531. It's News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne, 41 degrees and... Partly cloudy skies this morning in Pensacola. The Southern Youth Sports Association honored several people for their contributions to the community over the weekend. It was the annual Living the Dream event. It happened on Saturday night. Uh, Each honoree was recognized for helping to carry out the dreams of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. One recipient, Pensacola native and NFL Hall of Famer Derek Brooks, was given the key to the city. When this was proposed to me, my response was, you know, heck, I, I figured he could go anywhere in City Hall he wanted. I didn't think he needed a key for anything. Uh, if he could use my desk and be having lunch there, I would have been surprised. That's Mayor D.C. Reeves. He presented Brooks with the key. Our news partners, W. Uh, our news partner, WEAR's Sue Strawn, also uh, receiving an award, the prestigious King Dream Service Award. Police in Mobile say they've made an arrest in last week's shooting that happened at the Bel Air Mall. 
18-year-old Jaquentin Bradley now facing charges related to that. Uh, He's been charged with three counts of shooting into an occupied building. An Atmore man charged with a fatal shooting over the weekend. Atmore police say they found a victim Saturday morning at around Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue and Bragg Street. He was identified as 39-year-old Okima McCants, who'd apparently been shot several times, attempting to intervene in a large fight. A few hours after that shooting, police say they arrested 25-year-old Charles Walker on charges related to that incident. The investigation continues. Donald Trump has has another... uh, Another supporter here in Florida, Senator Marco Rubio, announcing yesterday he'll be endorsing Trump for the GOP primary. Rubio wrote on X that he was able to achieve major policies while Trump was in the White House. He says now it's time to get back on with the work of beating Biden. It is 533 News Radio 92.3 and... Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a nice partly cloudy day today with a temperature near 65 degrees for your high. Overnight tonight getting very cold with temperatures dropping into the 30s. Small chance of rain as you go Monday night into Tuesday morning. We're going to be getting very chilly through that period. High on Tuesday, 44 degrees. As you go into Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 25 degrees. And by Wednesday, sunny skies with a high near 47. Stay connected to Channel 3 News first morning weather team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 41 in Pensacola, 44 in Gulf Breeze, and 36 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
Good morning, 536 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Uh, do be aware that Wednesday morning, Tuesday night into Wednesday, is going to be a hard freeze in our area, so make all the appropriate preparations for that. On Friday, we had a chance to talk to State Representative Alex Andrade, who is the southern half of Escambia County in the waterfront areas in the south part of Santa Rosa County now, and uh, talked a little bit about HB 1 and 3, signature legislation for the House this year. HB 3 is the one that will make it so you have to have uh, age verification if you go online to porn sites, basically, kind of like Alabama already has. And then if you, uh, and HB1, that's the big one. That's the one that was very, very interesting because it prohibits social media accounts for 16, under 16-year-olds. 16 and 17 have some limitations, uh, but you have to age verify for social media, among other things. Alex Andrade is our state representative for District 2. Welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, good to have you. So let's let's just talk, before we get into some of the particular bills, uh, opening week of session, always a kind of a momentous pomp and circumstance occasion. You had uh, a lot of speeches, a lot of people expressing their viewpoints, and the, you know, the governor also reminding us that he's running for president. So uh, <laughs> what did you think of the speeches this week? Um, yeah, I... You might you might not uh, fully appreciate the joke, but uh, normally I view it as like a, an away game for church for me. I'm, I'm a Baptist, and um, you know when these when these speeches like are back to back to back, I, I did a tally of the number of times I had to stand up and sit down to clap and applaud and stuff, and I think the number ultimately was like 45, 45 times. So I felt like I was in Catholic church, um, you know, on Tuesday. Um, but it was also, I mean, it's fun, you know, you, you have your family there and stuff. And, uh, it was my first time taking my daughter on the floor. So it was, oh, it was nice. just a nice, sweet moment and the speeches. Yeah. I mean, Governor Santos talked about his achievements. Um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice when he talks about some of the stuff, you know, you had a direct role in and, you know, so that's, that's always humbling and nice. And, you know, speaker runner did, but he laid out a, a, a clear path of what he wants to achieve in his, uh, his second legislative session. I'm excited to go help him do it. You know, one of the things um, I, I, we've been talking about it this morning, this HB1, and, and I'm not going to get to HB3 quite today, but uh, one is the one that says no social media accounts for anybody under the age of 16. Uh, regardless, I mean, period, across the board. You can't parental opt-in. You can't have influencers making money. Nothing for anybody under the age of 16. I was sort of in favor of this bill until I listened to the committee, and now I am completely in favor of this bill. Naming it HB one is a, I mean, this is a big swing for the legislature, first of its kind in this in the nation, right? Uh, Andrew, honestly, I, I would, I, I believe that it is, but I couldn't give you the, the specific details about why. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of hurdles. Um, you know, HB one, HB three, HB three deals more with you know restrictions on age restrictions on uh, pornography, um, uh, accessing it online. I think that that one will have an easier time of it because other states have already done that. Right, kind Alabama, of the age for verification example. Requirements. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the social media one, um, uh, I still have to wrap my head around exactly how that's going to be implemented um, and how we we make sure that you know it's good policy. Um, I don't think that anyone would say anyone would disagree that social media has become a scourge. Um, uh, it is, it's absolutely harmful to the mental health of, of, you know, adolescents and young people. I mean, shoot, it's harmful to the mental health of adults. Um, so I don't think anyone can disagree with that. 
Um, but you know, when you're coming up with a new idea for the first time, just trying to game out the unintended consequences is something that, um, I still haven't really dedicated the brain power to just because I've been working so much on the budget. No, that makes sense. And I, I, I also have cautions, even though I, I think I love so much the goal that, you know, I'm willing to yeah. forgive it for some of the mechanics. And, you know, I this is weirdly one of those cases where I'm willing to try something rather than continuing to do nothing. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, and I have those concerns. I think the bill will probably evolve significantly as it goes through uh, committees. One of the things that uh, we've been talking quite a bit about, and this is, of course, related to stuff that you're working on the legislature, the dispos- disposition of the former Baptist Hospital property. You have been one of the key players, uh, Doug Broxson, Senator Broxson has been one of the key players in arranging funding for this. The way I understand it is $8 million, but that's contingent on the mayor actually promising to use the money to demolish the building, right? Well, no, not promising to demolish the building even. Um, and I and I think Senator Braxton and I are, um, I mean, we're on the same page as far as we're, we're still going to work on trying to get funding. Unfortunately, the the appropriation as it was submitted um, to, to the legislature from the city, um, I, I could not in good conscience go pursue that form uh, with the city refusing to say they're going to actually just take possession of the land. I don't care what they do with the land. Demolish buildings, don't demolish buildings, dedicate the full funding to just landscaping. If they think that's the best use of the land, go do that. I don't care about that. But you're asking the state to be first money in and contribute 50% of the overall cost to demolish um, those buildings that's been estimated. And you refuse to just tell me, look me in the eye and say, Yes, I'm committed if you get this money to taking possession of the land. Um, I don't care how else you structure the other 50%, but you're asking the state to take on 50% and you're still reserving the right just to walk away and act like the state cares more than the city about this project. If, if I, I am confident saying if the county was the one pursuing this project, the county would have already committed to me. The, the, made the simple commitment of saying, yeah, if you get us $8 million, we'll take possession of the land. Um, you know, there's, it, it's not a very hard requirement or request. And it's one that I need to be a good taxpayer, you know, a good steward of taxpayer dollar at my level. Um, it's also one that I need to make sure that I'm never caught out as a liar, you know, with my colleagues in the legislature. So because of that, I can't pursue that form, um, that project appropriation request. Um, but that doesn't mean that Senator Braxton and I aren't dedicated to getting funding. Um, I think we will still get funding. It'll just be a slightly different, slightly more difficult route. Okay. Well, let's come back to this in just a second, because what you said is pretty significant, if I hear you properly, for District 2. Okay, so on the Baptist deal, the, what I hear you saying is as follows. Um, the state, you and Senator Broxton, can get $8 million if Mayor Reeves commits to acquiring the property with that money. Whatever he does with the property is up to the city. They don't have to promise to demolish it, but they do have to promise to acquire the property with that money. That would, my interpretation, mean that the letter of intent signed by Baptist in the city is not adequate yet. The mayor has not yet said that satisfactorily to your ears. And unless he says that, you're, you can't run the current version of the request. Um, and that's what we're basically waiting on before you can get the money for the city. Am I basically right about that? Well, well, the the one caveat is um, 
that I think we're still going to be pursuing money. I've already talked to Senator Broxton about this. We're still pursuing some funding. It'll just be, you know, more, more disjointed in that pursuit. But yeah, uh, on the front end, yes, the mayor could take out a pink crayon right on a kitchen napkin, say, I will take the land if the state funds seven, eight million dollars in the budget for acquiring the land. And that would be satisfactory. But there's, there's, I think, like a, a hang up in, um, you know, the negotiation style where, you know, if, if your only tactic is you're the one most willing to walk away, well, that's not a good tactic when you're procuring state funds. I need to know that you actually care about the project. I don't care that you're trying to go squeeze more out of the county than you're willing to give from the city. I don't care that you're trying to squeeze more out of Baptist than you're trying to, like, fund out of the city. Um, I only care that if I give you 50% of the whole cost, you're actually going to do the project. I don't, I don't want to be wasting my time when I have hundreds of other people asking me for funds and they're willing to commit to actually using the funds for their intended purpose. And I, I assume you've conveyed this problem to the mayor directly. I, I mean, I would assume, based on everything I yep. know about you, that you've not come on the radio and make this announcement uh, as, as a form of negotiating or demanding. This is something you've obviously covered with him, and somehow in this have, process he, been, hasn't, he hasn't answered you satisfactorily. I did. The first meeting we had on this was late May, early June in 2023. Um, and I said at that meeting, well, this is all contingent on the city owning the land. Your CDBG funding in $5 million, you, you, it's contingent on uh, your ability to spend that is contingent upon you owning the land. So just, yeah, get me an MOU or a letter of intent that says you're going to own land if we get you this money and we'll go get you the money. And then – July, August, September, October, November, December, now we're in January, and I still don't have a one-sentence if-then statement from the city. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I have to ask the mayor, you know, but I, it sounds to me like you've – it's not just that one mention, but you've probably brought this up with him since then and still not that, like you say, that one napkin with crayon on it even would be adequate, so – Okay. All Repeatedly, right. but at the, at the same time, I don't I don't want this conversation to leave without um, like making sure everybody understands. I've I've conveyed this to uh, you know DC as well. We're still going to work to get the funding. It's just not making our jobs easier. Okay. I what I my ears hear the project is in jeopardy. That's what my ears hear. Um, and it sounds like a relatively easy fix, even though I think I understand D.C.'s reluctance uh, because of the, you know, the worry about increased costs down yeah. the road. Right. That's he's saying, what if the project balloons to 20 or 25? Now we're on the hook for a massive chunk of change. And but I get your point of view, too, that the state I, I, can't I, the state can't be more committed than the city. Well, and I, and I totally understand his concerns and his misgivings. I, you know, that. that those are completely understandable. He's got a different perspective from his vantage point at, at city hall. Um, like that's completely understandable. No harm, no foul. I don't blame you. I'm happy to go work on the millions of dollars. The city's asking for every other project they're asking for. It's just on, on, this is the only one that they won't commit to actually using the funds for the intended purpose. Okay. And, and that's the only reason why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, that's the only reason why there's some frustration here. It's just you're you're asking me for millions of dollars for the airport, and you're committing to using that money if we get it for you to use it on the airport. Right. I just need the same commitment on this. Okay. 
Well, like I said, we will talk with him about it, and um, I, you know, and and I appreciate. I'm sure the both of you see both of your sides, and then you know the question is, well, is a decision going to be made to make the promise to use the money that way? Otherwise, we're going to have to do with this a, a little bit different way. Uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District Two. Alex, I always appreciate the time, and I appreciate the work that you do in Tallahassee on our behalf for the mounds and mounds and mounds of gold that they give you for being a state representative, uh, <laughs> and and the challenge of having to drive away from your newborn and. <laughs> all of that. Uh, thank you so much for the time, sir. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Andrew. Always five forty-eight on News Radio ninety-two-three. Informative, local, dependable. So I, I think the thing is going to happen. I just think that you know, they need to find a way to get what they both need out of this. And uh, I'm not quite sure if it's a who's going to blink first or how the how the funding is going to be arranged. If it's not arranged under the current form. Uh, but obviously, we'll talk to the mayor about this on Wednesday. Uh, 549 News Radio 923. If you're thinking about that next home, Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty are fantastic. Even, even if what you're thinking about is your first home, even if what you're thinking about is just selling, uh, even if what you're thinking about is adding like a vacation rental or a, a traditional rental. In fact, I know one of the things that uh, she was recently talking with Jake about on Pep Talk is how people kind of saw the, the bubble on the vacation rentals and they thought, oh, yeah, let's do that. And then they did more of that. And then. Uh, um, maybe wasn't such a great overall strategy, but um, she says that's why I try to get people to think about this in terms of an either or. You know, great if it's a vacation rental, but what if it's not? Can it make you money even if it's a traditional rental? You know, because some houses can, some houses can't, right? And so she says, just think about this a little bit differently. And that's what I what I really appreciate about Christine. It's not just that uh, she and her folks sold 175 homes last year, 65 million dollars worth of real estate. Uh, more than 40 years of experience combined among them, but that when she listens to you, she won't just answer your questions, but she'll ask she'll ask you and help you ask better ones because she knows. I mean, she knows what this market is doing. 723-9158, 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing. These are words you hear a lot about, but what exactly do they mean? How do you get started? Where do you get started? Well, you can start by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning at 1030. Join me, Tasca King. I'll show you how to navigate the changing and fast-growing landscape of digital advertising. This morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today and learn more with Mary on Demand. Take the self-guided education series at your own pace. You'll decide what you'd like to learn and when. Visit mary.famu.edu to learn more. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Mary, educate, learn, talk. Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR TV, our local news team, and Fox News on News Radio Pensacola. Hot as hell in here. Yeah, man, but it's a dry heat. Knock it off, Hudson. Dry heat. 
552 on News Radio 92.3, or dry cold, I suppose we might be the case. Remember, it's going to be super cold overnight into Wednesday. In fact, uh, Joseph Neubauer from Channel 3 last night was saying, uh, wind chills in the single digits here. Uh, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold enough. Regular temperatures down to 27, so that's a, you know, wrap your pipes, drip, your, drip them if you need to. Um, you know, cover your plants, your vulnerable plants, pet some people indoors, right? That's the idea. Uh, David Wayne is in the, that's again, overnight into Wednesday morning. Overnight into Wednesday morning is when that's going to happen. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, the man charged with three murders of sex workers in uh, Jilgo Beach, New York, is now being charged with a fourth murder. Uh, Suffolk County District Attorney Raymond Tierney is planning to announce new charges against Rex Hewerman on Tuesday this week. Uh, he's the main suspect now in the death of another woman. Uh, apparently at the time there hadn't been enough evidence to charge him. Uh, today, the first official day of voting in the 2024 election sci- cycle as uh, Iowa's caucuses get underway. At stake is who Iowa Republicans think the best candidate to take on President Biden would be in November. Uh, polls still showing former President Trump has the most support there. And the Green Bay Packers moving on to the divisional round in the NFC playoffs. Green Bay will now head to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Did you watch week. this game, the Cowboys and the Packers? I caught Tight game. pieces of it. Tight game for about five minutes. <laughs> and then, you know, Green Bay um, got an interception. They got an early score on the first drive of the game and stopped the Cowboys. They got an interception at the end of the quarter. That led to another touchdown. Another touchdown, another touchdown, another touchdown, and it was a, blow- a total blowout. Absolute blowout. Total embarrassment for the Cowboys. Like, they didn't even belong there. Terrible. <laughs> if you're a Cowboys uh, fan. Good if you're a Green Bay fan, because they were not even favored to do well, particularly, but obviously they uh, did. So. I know a lot of Green Bay fans that are probably very happy today. I know a I lot of know. Cowboys fans that are like, I hate my life. <laughs> and, hey, I'm a... I'm not a, again. I've said it before. I'm I'm a Lions fan, kind of at heart. I've discovered um, because I only I care when they're doing well, and I can't afford to care any of the rest of the time. But um, I don't have any gear or anything like that. I'm not that kind of a fan. Uh, but I am watching these games, and it's like it's exciting. It's so much fun to watch. I'm sorry, Cowboys fan. Uh, all right, David. Thanks so much for the update. Five fifty four on News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Oh, it is a, it is another day today. A day you may have heard of. Okay. I have a dream. That one day, this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And not just this speech. I mean, this speech is powerful. I have a dream that one day, Sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of Freedom and justice. I have a dream. Sweltering with the heat of injustice. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. 
writing, what poetry, what just it's unbelievable. And I mean, so so I know uh, Dr. King more as like Letter from a Birmingham Jail, you know, which is this unbelievable defense of civil disobedience against the coalition of Southern Baptist pastors who basically told him, stop breaking the law. Stop it. You're making Christians look bad. Stop it. Oh, how wrong they were. And it's a reminder that, you know, in any generation, you may have one group that is trying to tell the other group or person that what they're doing to change the system is wrong, is wicked. That's what they said, is wicked. And time will decide which one is right. And, you know, I know a lot of times uh, Martin Luther King Jr. is, um, they talk about him as a black hero and talk about him as a civil rights icon, obviously as a martyr. I always think of him as a Christian political activist, somebody whose faith was first, right? I mean, grounded in theology and scripture, and that was the basis of everything he did. It wasn't right because he said it was right. It was right because scripture said he was right. And that's a part of the dimensions of his legacy that I think sometimes gets underemphasized. That, you know, rather than being a Christian black pastor, he's just a black pastor or maybe even just a black activist. And, you know, that's inadequate, an inadequate telling of his legacy. 558 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. What else do we have going on? Um, Oh, this was just a very interesting short opinion piece written by Senator Broxton yesterday in the PNJ. At least I think it was yesterday. It was online yesterday. I'm assuming it was yesterday in the in the regular paper, which I haven't seen in like four years. Because um, <laughs> I just got the online edition, right? That's how I read my paper. Anyway, but it's a good editorial about at least explaining why he wants this North Santa Rosa Utilities entity to be created. And he says it's because, I'll read you this one, uh, to their credit, these community-operated water co-ops have performed admirably over a long period of time. Unfortunately, the days of slow to moderate growth are slipping away, and independent water boards located within multiple geopolitical boundaries are not organized to resolve broader county-wide issues. Their ability to attract large appropriations or major grants is limited by government's reluctance to fund projects limited in scope and regional impact. When it comes to growth, we have to take the long view. Now, at the Milton City Council meeting last week, um, the uh, Utilities uh, Coalition, they said they're waiting to see this, the language of the next version of this bill because the version that's been filed is not the version that's going to be passed. But they're waiting to see what the next version says to find out, I guess, whether they are going to be on board with this or they're going to still uh, oppose it, which seems like most of the people who have been talking have been opposing it. But obviously, we'll see. Dependable traffic on the fives, weekdays on News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.